Welcome to Heading West, where we bring you to the frontier of capital markets and Web3. In episode four of Heading West, we'll be discussing the future of NFTs and community with Alex, who is our special guest today. Hey, Hunter. How are you? Doing well, Alex. Alex, how are you? Yeah, also, thank, thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for making the time, Alex. I'm looking forward to this episode. So Alex is the CEO and founder of Hashcan, which gives you the power and tools to manage and grow the ultimate communities for NFTs and its okay. holders. And then I know you were at ECC this past week. Um, how was that for you and Hashcan? Yeah, it was It was really great. Uh, I'm still in Paris. It's It's been the whole week. Everyone got kind of exhausted by the end of it because you had so many, so many chats, you've met so many people. There was this main ECC event for three days and also like tons of side events and everyone was just going around them uh, from morning until night. And you had like several parties every night. So yeah, everyone was trying to do the best party. Yeah, as for me personally, I've met a lot of friends. I've met uh, new investors and potential partners. No, that's incredible. It sounds like uh, it was a great event and um, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed yourself. When did you enter the NFT space and why did you choose to focus on NFTs in Web3? Yeah, I started moving to crypto around a year ago when I realized that I kind of missed DeFi summer and crypto is way more interesting than it was four years ago. Like four years ago, I was trying to trade crypto. I was trying to build some things. Uh, I built this hodler cryptocurrency portfolio app for Android. I've been working on it like four years ago. And then I, uh, I kind of put it on pause and just recently I got back to that project and sold it. And, uh, like after I started to work on crypto, I realized that everything is due here. Like you cannot just move from web two to web three in, in a month, like the technology is new. Um, network of people is new, business models are new, the culture is different. So you have to, you have to be committed to, you know, to spend like six, 12 months just to, you know, to get kind of more crypto native, just to, to feel how, what to build and, you know, to have this ability to validate some ideas. Um, so yeah, we started from, uh, I think it was September last year, we were building this NFT community, we were building this NFT subscriptions. So the idea was that, um, you don't have recurrent payments in crypto and, and creators don't have this sustainable source of income. So people were selling NFTs, but they didn't have this ability to charge you every month as, as you had these things, this thing in a web too. We realized that the NFT space is quite interesting because in NFT space, you have consumers, um, NFT projects are kind of similar. If you build an, uh, a, a, if you build a software for one of them, you can try to apply it for most of them. And also an important aspect was that this part just felt missing uh, because most analytic services, you can find like tens of uh, NFT analytic services and most of them, they, they kind of focused on traders. If you're an NFT creator, you have kind of different metrics and people, um, and there are no tools for you. So we decided to start from that, uh, from that market. And we also love the idea that, you know, to, to serve for NFT creators who, who is trying to to make more money, uh, to create, uh, for communities instead of just helping people to make money. No, definitely. That's super interesting. I love how you guys are tackling, you know, the untapped market. Cause I don't think the market or myself, I've really seen a lot of projects, um, kind of tackle NFT creators. There's a lot for traders. Um, so I think it'll be interesting how Hashcan really changes the landscape on that front. 
And then I did see Hashgame was a part of um, TakeOn, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which looks like a Web3 accelerator kind of. I'm curious if you can kind of dive in on what that is and how that came to fruition. Yeah, it's it's Takion. Um, it is a con it's a, it is an accelerator by Consensus Mesh, uh, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a great opportunity to participate in in, in that um, and have this experience. We were invited, uh, I think, in in February or in March this year, right after this hackathon, and uh, we've been talking to the to the people from from there a few months before. And they saw that we have some traction and we're, we're, we're trying to build something new and we got invited. I think in this car, current Tachyon Accelerator cohort, there were like 12 or 13 teams. And uh, yeah, it, it is basically like a YC type, type accelerator. They kind of invest some, some small amount of money initially, and then they have this three months program when we were trying to learn like basically kind of everything like how to we started from problem in idea space like how do you validate your problem how do you talk to users how do you actually like build this uh f formulate these hypothesis and and yeah and then we had this week of deep work and i i think the last month was mostly focused on you know fundraising so we were trying to build this pitch decks practicing fundraising, trying to like learn how to talk to investors, building this investor CRM and preparing for demo day. Uh, we had just recent, I think two weeks ago, we had this demo day and uh, it's been really fun for me personally, to be honest. Like it's, it was just a great experience. And uh, um, this is my second um, time I'm trying to fundraise and uh, it is really hard. It's just really hard on multiple levels, especially if you're a single founder. And like this, this, this help from Takion was really, you know, um, it just, it, it was really helpful for me. So yeah, I would, I would encourage everyone who is just um, very early in their career as a founder to apply to Takion. No, most definitely. Um, I've definitely checked Takion out. It looks like a world-class accelerator. So that's awesome that you and Hashcan were able to and be then, involved. So I noticed on your Twitter that you are a Solidity developer. And then I was curious, you know, how has that helped you in creating Hashcan? As yeah, I've been a developer for many years. Uh, I think seven years already. I previously worked mostly as a mobile developer, but I pretty much can, you know, build anything uh, if I have enough time. Um, and when I started to move to crypto last year, I actually started from learning solidity. I think this is just, uh, you know, the best way to dig deeper and understand what's happening. Like from first principles, you can just, uh, start from this, you know, crypto zombies course for solidity developing. And, uh, this is just the best start to crypto, um, and probably just build some, you know, fun side projects, participate in these hackathons. This is, um, like. This has been very helpful for me, but uh, I must say that I've been a developer, so it was quite easy, way easier for me uh, than for someone who is just new for the development. Uh, probably it's going to be better to start from learning just, you know, um, how to write code, which is like an essential skill, whether you're writing, like mo building mobile apps, Solidity, front-end, back-end, anything. 
and spend some time on there. And I would also encourage to build projects, like to launch projects. Well, in your so opinion, just... what would be the best language to start out with? I know. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion. Like, I think there are way more people who is more professional in like teaching people to to learn programming, but I would I would look at JavaScript and, and Python. Are you to you know to really to just to learn a lot of environment? You could just start right away and write code and see the result, which is very important because you have this feedback loop when you see what you what you're building and you feel like you're learning. Um, so yeah. No, that's important. Again, great advice, Alex. How was the transition from being a developer to becoming a founder? Because, um, you know, being a founder today is not easy, especially in a new environment. What does that look like for yourself? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. I think probably it would be even easier for me if I would start building startups back uh, like five years ago. It would probably be easier because you have some, some things you have to unlearn. It's really hard uh, because also... As I'm solo founder, as I previously said, you have to, you, usually as a developer, you can, you, you want to build things like you, you want to write code. You, you want to like create GitHub repo. You can, you, you want to build the first version, the second version, you want to make a, a plan, but, uh, like the part of experience, I think I learned it from YC and, uh, like also from Takion, you can do a lot of things before you actually kind of, kind of build anything, because before you start building anything, you can talk to users, which is like the very, the most important thing. And I'm still struggling with this. Uh, I'm learning. Uh, you can also like, uh, just write down your idea and discuss it with, with your smart friends, uh, with experts and, uh, just try just validate it. And, but also you have to be kind of, you know, open to, to being criticized. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's hard. Uh, you have to, but I love it to be honest, because it's, it's just interesting. It's very interesting. It's very hard. Um, you have to learn a lot of new skills. You have to learn how to sell to investors. You, you have to learn how to, you know, get insights and, uh, you know, from, from customers, you have to learn how to sell to customers. You have to learn how to sell to you, to new hires. Uh, you know, you have to put out, put yourself out there and just do these things instead of just writing code. So yeah, this is really interesting. I think one advice uh, I would give to everyone, uh, just be open to finding a co-founder. I mean, it's really hard to find a co-founder, uh, like intentionally, but, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be way better, more fun, a lot more interesting and, and productive to work together with someone. From what I've seen of just building anything, it is important to have someone there to keep you accountable to, and it does push yourself and your co-founder, for example. I think it's one of the hardest jobs in the world, but also one of the most rewarding, right? <laughs> and then I'm curious, diving in deeper into Hashscan, is Hashscan the first CRM for NFT projects currently in the market? Yeah, uh, I think there are some, some projects who's trying to do similar thing, thing and um, mostly build my marketing people so we, what we're trying to do is, you know, NFT creators or community managers, after they launch NFT, they just usually have this wallet. It's in TXT files. It's somewhere in CSV files and people just, people can use tools like Nonsense to find some, some, some insights. Probably can also just take each wallet individually and put it into a D-Bank or, or, or Zerion or Zapper and find some, some insights on who, who these people are, but like uh, the experience is quite bad. So we're trying to take this 
wallets and turn them into users by just, uh, you know, indexing the blockchain and showing you the ENS name, showing you the, the portfolio value, showing, showing you the NFTs in your community they own and blue chip NFTs these people own, like when they enter to your community, all this information is, it's kind of helping you just to have a better overview of your community, on-chain community, not, not just better understand, but also, you know, find some power users, maybe find someone, uh, some celebrity, I don't know. Um, yeah, we also index some, some public resources for Twitter, for example. So you can, we can show you some Twitter accounts for your community and you can reach them later. Which this is was asked by people the most, I think, like when they see these users and they kind of already understand something about them, they, they try, they, they want to reach them maybe to sell, maybe to partner to, for different reasons. And we are trying to help them here. You guys are definitely, you know, tapping into a lot of untapped analytics and data. And I think that's going to be really interesting for the NFT community and environment. Do you see NFT projects and communities having a CRM and do you see that becoming an industry standard? How Hashkin is bringing that to the market? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think this was one of the reasons we started working on this. It's just, it just seemed like everyone, someone is going to build it. Because if you have customers, if you have community, if you have people you work with, like there are some, currently there are some kind of web native communities as products. So they have this roadmap, they deliver new features, they deliver new utilities. They have like teams who's working on them for them. And uh, for sure, you're, you're, you're going to need tools. You're going to need software. You're going to need your back, backend for your community. I think just marketing in this space is still kind of very manual. And, um, and we, we can try to help with this as well. Um, especially when brands are starting to come to, and like just brands starting to use NFT for, for loyalty, uh, for increasing your loyalty, for, you know, delivering new products, for creating scarcity, for using all those, uh, you know, um, mechanics in web too, or even just not in offline uh, marketing world. NFT can just help them to do this in a new way, more efficiently, more maybe just in a new, you know, um, being closer to some new communities. So yeah, and some tools to, to learning about your users, to manage your users, to manage you know, some, you know, cohort of users, learn about them are going to be useful uh, for sure. Definitely. I think those tools are vital just because I come from a business development background. So I would say a majority of companies in web too, you know, I'm curious about your guys' partnerships. So I saw you're partnered with protocol labs and polygon. Do you guys have any other current partnerships and are you looking to exp expand in the near future? So yeah, we have some partnerships, uh, and we plan to use few, we're still working around these ideas of whether we want to use, uh, and build our own data infrastructure or use third party services and just pay them. And at this stage, it makes sense to use someone else because we, we can focus on product and just, you know, iterating on it very quickly. And also, uh, another space for partnership is where to get customers. And, uh, as we help our like NFT creators and communities and projects after the launch, we are, we're working on several partnerships with those projects to help you launch NFT. So we're not trying to do that at least at the time, but, uh, there are some projects who help you launch NFT and then they're gonna show you that, okay, after the launch, you can go to hash scan and you can manage your community. You can learn more about users who minted your 
tier token, like uh, whether the, I don't know, down tier token after the launch, maybe you want to, you know, uh, incentivize some subgroup of users who were like a good user in your, whether it means in your community. No, that's great. I mean, I, I'm excited myself. Um, not super big into the NFT community, but kind of due to, I think there needs to be more infrastructure. So what you guys are building is definitely going to be a big game changer. So I'm looking forward to it. So I'm curious, Alex, where do you see the NFT market being in the next few years? Yeah, I think NFT market is, we, we, we kind of believe in NFT market in the long term because we, you can just, it's just hard to dismiss the market when you just see how many things you can build. Um, it's not only in terms of, you know, new technology and innovation, but also like we will see how we can uh, increase adoption of the like people, uh, just with people with smartphones who's using some products right now. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's going to be very interesting. I think that what, what we've seen with PFP pictures is it was just fun. I'm not sure about that as a long term. I think some NFT Blue Ship NFT collections are going to be like cost a uh, significant amount of money in the long term and like crypto porn probably is a good is a good you know collect um collectible item or not sure about board ape but they are kind of you know heavily invested in investing in this and you can just you know predict whether it's going to work or not or try to predict but yeah, it's really hard to say. And I think in crypto in general, maybe not even in crypto, but it's just really hard to say what's going to happen in three to five years. Who would have uh, expected NFT to, you know, to be so huge last year? Uh, totally. if, if someone was building like uh, an NFT marketplace, it was just interesting and fun, but it, you, you couldn't expect like that OpenSea is going to be something like doing several hundred millions per month. And, uh, it's just crazy. So I think the smart way to, to, to approach, um, this kind of innovation cycle is try to build what you see in six or 12 months being useful with some traction, uh, happening right now, and then just have a good team, have a good technology and, uh, you know, users to, you know, to build new things that appear on the market. Um, it is great advice for anyone listening or currently building in web two or web three. Um, and then to kind of wrap things up, Alex, I'm curious if you had one piece of advice to give to another founder, um, what would it be? If you're, if you're a founder who is, uh, who's working solo, find a co-founder, what would have been useful for me is like find a co-founder earlier. Um, start talking to users earlier and, and ship. Product. So Alex, I'm curious. I know you guys said you were fundraising earlier on in this episode. Um, what does that look like for any of the listeners that would like to get involved? Or yeah, we just had demo day recently and we're still open for preceding fundraising. So if someone is interested, I'm happy to, you know, to tell, to tell you more about what we're building. Awesome. No, that's great to hear. Alex, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. I appreciate everyone tuning in for episode four of heading west. And we will see you guys in the next one. Thanks so much.